Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is the Dairy Brothers Tribecast, a podcast for diehard Cleveland Indians fans. Presented to you by WaitingForNextYear.com. Now, here are the hosts, Matt and Todd Derry. Final week of the regular season, everybody. It's a Tuesday edition of the Dairy Brothers Tribecast on WaitingForNextYear.com. Brought to you by our friends at the Center for Advanced Dentistry and BreakingT.com t-shirts. Matt and Todd with you. What's going on, brother? It's, uh... You were there yesterday for the last game of Indians at Progressive Field, which, of course, you were there, and you should have been there, and you represented our family, which was much appreciated. They got a win, but now two under 500, two up on the unnamed team for second place with six to play, and then the season's over, and I start uh, whining that there's no games on during the week. But uh, how are you, sir? Two for Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear back to back. Where's dancing Danny Wright when you need him? Dancing Danny Wright. Yeah. Was he on GCL or was he on the the buzzer? I think he was on 92.3. Wasn't it 92.3 back in the day? No, 98.5. 98.5. Is that NCX now? Yes. What about 107.9? The WZ. the JLB? No, that's that's Detroit. What about the W? No, what about WZAK? The WZAK? Langford, the man, Stevens, ninety-three point one. I mean, the station was the best. Unbelievable. Saturday nights were just unbelievable. Uh, what was it? The, the Saturday? Oh my God! What's wrong with me? What was it called? The Saturday. Uh, it was, I think some, it was Saturday it night. Game. Wasn't it the Saturday night mix party? And then for lovers. What about for lovers yes. only? <laughs> for what lovers pillow talk. <laughs> pillow pillow talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk some let's talk some uh, old school radio. No, uh yeah, I had to be there yesterday, you know. It was the last time and I saw a lot of uh uh first of all, it was I had to take a gander one more time with that script Indians on the scoreboard and and uh Did you take any pictures? Uh, yeah, I did. I took okay. one picture, but you know what? what? As long as you have it's, it for old not, time's sake. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you saw the renderings of the, what the new scoreboard's going to look like, and it's essentially going to be the exact same thing because Guardians in script looks almost like Indians in script, so I don't think it's going to change that much. But, but yeah, you know, I had to be down there. I thought it was, was very cool. Uh, the fans were great yesterday, actually, and it was good that they ended the season at home on a high note and you know, your boy Ahmed just spent the entire season shoving it right up your ass. <laughs> okay, kind of settle down. Now, do you know? Did you know that he has the most four-hit games of any Indian in thirty years? And you know who that player was? Uh, Andre Thornton. Joe Carter, please. Andre Thornton probably never had four hits in a game. The most look guy was so. I, I, I will admit, I, I will admit that Ahmed Rosario has totally been so much better than I ever thought with the bat. 
but yeah. this is not Cal Ripken here. Let's 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 slow down. All I know is the uh, redacted X shortstops ten year contract kicks in. Next, Next year, yeah. And yeah. he had a worse year than Ahmed did. Oh, not even – oh, yeah, for sure. We won the trade at least so far. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to argue that. Um, but uh, you're, you're doing this victory lap like we got Ozzie Smith over here. Like, hold on a second. I mean, he, he's excellent, all right, He and he should be in left field next year. We've talked about it ad nauseum. Uh, but, man, I mean, you're right. For the last day and the last game, and then Cal struggled early, but then Ahmed hit the home run and put us up for good. Yeah, man, he's a, he's a keeper, and there's not many keepers on this team when it comes to the regular everyday lineup. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I when when they made the trade, uh, um, you know, when they when they sent the redacted X shortstop to New York, I the hope was that one of those two guys would eventually become between Andres Jimenez or Andreas, as the play-by-play man calls him, uh, uh, would, would become the everyday shortstop and 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 be a, a fixture in the lineup for a long time. And, uh, you know, the, the, the jury's still out on Jimenez, and he played second base a lot when he came back up, mostly. Um, but Ahmed has put himself in the conversation uh, that he's going to be an everyday player somewhere next year, and he was very good this season. And I, I don't know if we thought that that would be the case. I mean, it, you can see that's, that's the thing we've talked about it so much is, he was a top five prospect in baseball not that long ago, and you see the tools. It's just the hope is that he got out of New York. Not, uh, you know, the, the Cleveland is not the pressure zone that New York is, as uh, the redacted act shortstop has learned over and over and over again. You mean there aren't any columnists? There aren't any columnists in town that really hammer the team and 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 ask tough questions. What are you talking about? Well, I wouldn't even say that. I'm, jo- like, I'm, I'm making a joke. Hammer. No, no, no. I know, but I'm saying like. The, uh, the the Indians soon to be guardians in one week are not really worth hammering. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, yeah, when the New York Mets are bad, then they get hammered because it's New York. But when the Cleveland Indians or Cleveland Guardians are bad, they don't get hammered, they get ignored. That's just kind of how it works around here. By the way, this I mean, is the this will probably be the second to last Dairy Brothers tribe cast. We have to right. figure out a new name. Do we call it the Guardians cast? No, that just doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. We'll, we'll just have to come up with something. You know, we'll, we'll 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 put our our heads together and we'll come up with a plan. But I mean, we'll we'll be back next year when we're uh, at the top of the division again. That's, that's oh, with, that, with that rotation, that dominating. Well, rotation you know, I mean, look, uh, I live in a city where they think the team's going to be in first place next year. I mean, they're like, yeah, we're getting Carlos Correa and JV back and Torkelson and Green. We're going to be great. We're going to be contenders. It's like slow down. You know, our rotation. Who's JV? JV. Oh, JV. Oh, they think they're going to re-sign Verlander? Is that the plan? No, are you kidding me? That's where oh, Judge, please, that, that, that's where, that's where Justin wants to go. Justin wants to come back where he's where, where he can get uh, 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 cuddled and coddled and and stroked. Get his all year long. <laughs> oh, God, oh people, people here love themselves some J-Me. Can, can I tell you something? I want that to happen in the worst way because it'll just make that rivalry really get that rivalry back going again. I mean, I know, listen, for, for those who don't know this, you know, uh, about you, and I think they have by now if they're regular listeners, but you've been living in the greater Detroit area for how many years now? 20, how many? 25. 25 years. But 
obviously you bleed red, white, and blue here, but to be in that city and have to listen to those obnoxious fans and everyone knows you're the Indians guy. Well, right, so right. It, and it, actually in in the in the unnamed team's fans' defense, they're not bad, especially at games. Like I can go to Comerica Park and not be harassed. They're pretty good well, that's there. Good. But I think there's media here in Detroit that just uh, it's cheerleader. See, it's cheerleader one, cheerleading one hundred and one. It's ridiculous. And I mean, AJ Hinge has done a whale of a job. He's done great. Like they've won. They're only two games behind us. They're they're, they're like seventy five wins or whatever, which nobody expected. But my gosh, to sit here and say they're going to contend next year, yeah, they may sign Correa or Story. They're going to get a shortstop. I don't know if the owner's going to spend, but. Let's pump the brakes here on Scooble, Mize, Torkelson, and Green being the next big four, the next you know core four like Posada and Rivera and Jeter. Like, please, settle down. That's There's what drives me crazy. Four. There's only one core four. Blake Costanzo, Jason Trusnick, uh, uh, Bubba Ventrone, and uh, Sorensen. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Sorensen. That's, that's the real core four. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I would love it if Verlander went back to the unnamed team because – I, I, I'm trying to think of a baseball player that the, the two baseball players I think I've hated the most over the last 25 years are Aroldis Chapman and, and Verlander. And Miggy's a close third. I, 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 I can't, I, I can't imagine. Uh, it, it just would be great. Would well, be great. I mean, he's, I don't know how much money he's going to want, but I know that they would bring him back here in a second. Cause he'd sell tickets. He no, would, for sure. So, for but sure. but look, I mean, where the Indians are right now with this rotation, to go back to the beginning, like you said, it's really good. And now you throw Eli Morgan in the mix and the way he's pitched lately, to have six starters to go to spring training with these six guys, um, you got to have depth. We saw it this year. The biggest reason why the Tribe faltered, yeah, the offense has not been very good and corner outfield and everything else that we've talked about, but when when you're forced to start – you know, Logan Allen, J.C. Uh, Mejia, Sam Henches, guys like that who aren't ready, it stunts your growth, man. You, you still, it yeah. still, it still starts and finishes with pitching, and I think yeah. this organization was, knows yeah. that. And that was a big stretch of time, and it basically when the season fell off is when they it was bad when they lost Bieber, and it was worse when they had no Bieber, no Savali, and no Plesac, and it kind of all happened at once. And McKenzie was really struggling at that time, and they never had any plan on JC Mejia getting up here this quickly and Eli Morgan this quickly. And, and I mean, and it was Sam Hentges, uh, not a starting pitcher as we talked about many times, but the growth that we've obviously seen from Tristan McKenzie, Cal Quantrill becoming, uh, you know, a, a top, a top of the rotation looking starter, at least middle of the rotation starter. And then, you know, I think that Eli Morgan has done such a nice job and put himself in the conversation. The, you know, his his last start this week, last weekend, Saturday, against the White Sox, he pitched six innings of one-run ball, six strikeouts. Well, that's no the earners. thing. The last two starts, if you throw the Yankees start two in in the Bronx. Six the, innings, one run. Those yeah, are I mean, really, really good starts because they're against legitimate lineups and, you know, I know the White Sox right now are kind of cruising, but still, I mean, that, that's impressive. And it's not like, well, he had a good start against the Royals or, you know, he was, play, he was pitching in the big ballpark against Detroit and a bunch of guys were out. I mean, you go into New York and you pitch well against the White Sox, who hit the ball in our place. 
that's pretty good. And for a guy that doesn't throw that hard, and I know hit the siren here for another old bit, but Josh Tomlin sort of pitch-alike. But still, you got to have some depth. And if he starts next year at AAA and someone gets hurt and they got to bring him up, at least now he's got that stuff in his arsenal that uh, he can bring with him. So I like it. I like it. There's other, And other guys are coming. The problem is, who are we identifying as the guys that are coming at, from a position standpoint? We don't know. It's it, yeah. we, we don't. It, nobody's a lock. And, you know, I was listening to Hammy yesterday uh, in the car when I was driving listening to the game, and he was talking about, you know, Yu Chang and Zimmer and these guys. And he's like, look, the organization, there's one week to go. Unless, nobody's Even if a guy hits six home runs in the last six games, that doesn't guarantee anything. The organization knows what they have in a lot of these guys, which I thought was pretty telling coming from Tom. But, um, you know, in between his uh, his glowing reviews of the Royals roster. <laughs> I think he I think he would marry Dayton Moore if he could. Hammy, lo- Hammy loves the Royals. He just does. He loves Dayton Moore. Oh, my God. It's like every time we play the Royals, he's just on and on about what a great franchise they well run and Dayton Moore oh my god it's ridiculous he was telling stories about how Kowar and Singer were at Florida together and they won a national championship he loves college baseball Hanny so it was like nobody loves it more we talked about it with him on the pod before the season that's right that's right so we asked him uh, about it and he gave us like a 10 minute answer it was fantastic (laughs) but I don't think Eli's gonna make the rotation out of the out of the spring next year I mean if all five guys are that are are healthy and we're talking Bieber, Quantrill, McKenzie, Plesak, and Savali, if all five guys are healthy and, and pitching decently well, no, he's not going to make the rotation, but he will be the first man up, and he'll be the opening day starter in Columbus. And, uh, you know, between him and hopefully Cody Morris, who's looked great at two different levels, um, you know, you got six and seven right there. So, and yeah. you listen, we you, like you said before, you, you, you always are going to need more. We learned it this year. You know, the I, I think they did a good job in, in stealing Connor Pilkington away from uh, from the White Sox organization. You know, they had a forty man roster. He 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 was a uh, he was Rule Five eligible, and the White Sox obviously are going for it. And they needed Cesar Hernandez, who, by the way, has been terrible for the White Sox. Well, and he the had White a, Sox he, fans don't like him. No, no, he's he's but he actually had a pretty. He's actually been better like the last week. He had a two-run double yesterday uh, against the unnamed team and then made a decent play. I actually watched some of that game. Don't ask me why, but I did. And But you're right, yes. Lo- long wanted t- them to lose. Right, right. I'm always rooting against them. Uh, but uh, he's been better lately, but yes, I, his option will not be picked up. No way. No way. Yeah, and you know, the fact that the Indians saw an opportunity to get somebody who they can actually use. I mean, sometimes you know, it's a guy who you're trying to dump and then it, it's it's throw a dart and hope that whoever prospect is going to make it. But Pilkington was somebody who has legitimate upside and he will be one of these guys that will probably be added to the 40 man. It's another starting pitcher. He's left-handed. So, uh, Hey, I'm all for it. Yeah. Listen, I thought it was, it, I thought at the time it was a smart move, especially considering the fact that yes, were the Indians better with Cesar Hernandez playing second base and leading off at the time yes but it gave Andres Jimenez more at bats it gave Owen Miller more at bats uh you know gave even even you could say he gave Yu Chang more at bats or Clement more at bats all of these guys that they had to evaluate uh as part of the future got the at bats they needed 
because those last two-plus months, Cesar Hernandez was no longer on the roster. So it was a smart move. Matt and Todd with you. Dairy Brothers Tribecast on a Tuesday. Uh, the Tribe heads to Kansas City, where they haven't lost this year, by the way. 7-0 and at Kauffman Stadium this year. Uh, so they'll play the— 13-3 against them overall, too. Yeah. Though they got three with the Royals, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then three in Texas against the Rangers. And if you care about finishing in second place, they have a two-game lead with six to go. Uh, the unnamed team plays the Twins and the White Sox. That ought to get interesting this weekend uh, because Dallas Keuchel kind of said, look, if I get to face them again this weekend, I <laughs> I may have something for them. He didn't use the word retaliate, but yesterday, in case you missed it, there was a bench-clearing uh, scuffle. Not, not any punches thrown, but Tony La Russa added again. Like, <laughs> I mean, just it, it, he, he's such an asshole, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> like, like you know, Jose Abreu gets hit in a one-run game. There wasn't it. No one's hitting anybody in a one-run game. Detroit got it from eight to two to eight to seven. You think Abreu's getting hit on purpose? The guy's been hit twenty-one times this year. And then Larusa, Larusa comes strolling out, kind of staring and hinch. Like, come on! I rarely ever defend Detroit baseball, but give me a break. I mean, you remember earlier in the year with the bases loaded in a one-run game, 99 hit Abreu, and it was a one-run game, and, and it was like the eighth inning, and that was when Larusa came out and, and shoved, shoved Roberto, Roberto Hernandez. Yeah. I mean, Roberto Perez. I, I mean, that, that was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Which Roberto but, Hernandez were you thinking of, the reliever or, uh, the, or the former <laughs> Fausto Carmona? I, I, I don't know why I even said that. Who is the... Oh, Roberto Hernandez, the former White Sox. Club. And Indians. He was an Indians reliever, too. He was with us, we wasn't he? We did have him for a cup of coffee. That is that is true. Who came up with that term, cup of coffee? Uh, like, oh, yeah, he had him for a cup of coffee. Meaning, you never mean, hear that used. I know. Yeah, I, I hear it used. I hear it used by one person. Matt Underwood? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Let's talk about the two lanes on Chagrin one more time. Um but no, uh, so yeah, there was so there might be some fisticuffs over the weekend. The White Sox actually need a bit of a pick me up because they're kind of playing pretty lazy baseball, to be honest. Uh, they are they are cruising, uh, cruising, cruising into the playoffs, and I think that I, I think that they're going to be in for some trouble. As much as I like them as a team, oh, they're loaded. Lance Lynn, Lance Lynn hasn't been pitching well lately. Keuchel is not great. I, I think. I mean, they, they've been a 500 team essentially for the last three months. Yeah. Because they know they have they're, they're on cruise control. But the thing is, all those teams in the AL East have had to just go, 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 go because they're all competing. I mean, between the Red Sox, Yankees, and Blue Jays, they're all separated essentially by a game for the wild card spots. And, uh, uh, you know, Tampa has, hasn't has let up at all. Uh, and, and, and basically the same thing in the West between Houston and Oakland and the Mariners. So there's only been one team that hasn't really had to, you know, I'm not going to say they're not trying because, of course, they're trying, but – you know, it's it's not as we've learned with anything with these uh, Indians playoff teams of the last basically since 2017. You can't just turn it on come October and just hope that things are going to work out because they don't. Yeah, but if you're not but, playing well. It's going to show. But when we won 22 in a row, then we got into the playoffs and got blistered. I mean, it's like you know we were playing for a I lot at that we point. Got blistered. We we were up two nothing and gagged is what I would say. Well, yeah, but still, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to rehash, but 
I will never forget saying to the kids in the car on the way home after that extra inning, just that game just took five years off my life in game two when Jan hit the walk off and we were in the car and all four of us were so excited. And I said to the kids, you guys are going to remember this game the rest of your life. I said, teams don't come back after debilitating losses. Oh, I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware of that conversation. Oh, nice yeah. job. Oh yeah. Jeez. I was like, I said to a bunch of people, after that debilitating loss, like they're going to come back and beat us three straight times. And the way we were playing, it wasn't going to happen. All right, real fast. Game three in the Bronx, Carrasco pitched yes. well. Andrew Miller gave up a solo to who? Who, who was Greg the. Greg Bird. Gre- thank you. Okay, Greg Bird. Lefty, lefty. Shit. Greg fucking Bird. Yes. I yeah. We lost one. We lost that game one, nothing. Went up or tank on us, I think. He smoked yes, he that did. ball. Damn. Yes, yes, he did. Well, the, the, the dumbest thing in that whole series was Carrasco was our best starter, and he pitched one game. I know. He had Kluber That's right. lined up for he – had, he had Kluber, who was hurt, lined up for two and five, and he let uh, uh, Carrasco, who was his hottest starter, pitch game three in the Bronx, which was – yeah, he pitched great, but then you didn't have him for game five. And Kluber was terrible. Okay. In game five. We we have to move on from this because I yeah. I'm, I'm starting to get nauseated here. Um, all right, forty man spots, and again, Hammy was talking about this yesterday. Look, you know, it's the last week. Like yesterday, Bradley Zimmer took his brother deep. It was like, ah, huh, that's that's a cute story, okay? Was, but I will say this: I'm done with very, him. Very very cool. Yeah, me too. Done great, with him. Great sign off. <laughs> See ya. Like that base running debacle last week. What the oh hell was my that? God. You mean when he... I mean, uh, Bobby Bradley drops the bat because he thinks it's gone, and Zimmer's going back to tag? Like, what are you doing? Then the next day, was it the next inning or next game? or it, when, was the, it was the next batter who singled and he didn't get home from second. It was the next batter in a single to left. I mean, what is <laughs> this guy doing? He didn't score. The fast, the, enough, the, the man enough. allegedly got cr- crazy wheels. He, he couldn't get there, yeah. I don't know. I'm done. I'm done with him. Mercado hit a walk off the other night. Oscar seems like a great guy. Done with him too. Daniel Johnson obviously won't be back. The guy can't. The guy can't even play now on a 28 man roster at the end of the season. So, you know, this idea of well, we're gonna pick a few guys. Who? Who are you keeping? Maybe Harold. Maybe. But the rest. I mean, Yu Chang. I guess. Here's but, the way I look at it in terms of position players. Okay. Roberto Perez has that eight million, seven point five million dollar option for bye. There's a there's a better chance of uh of Mercado and Zimmer both being back uh, together than than that option being picked up. So this will be I, I love Roberto. Yeah, he I mean, he's but he's years, he's, he's but done. It's time, he's done. It's time to move on from Roberto. Finished. So Roberto's out. Okay. So basically here here I'm gonna give you your locks on the position side. Austin Hedges, that's one. I'm talking straight major. I'm only yes. talking about guys on the current 26, 28 man. Bobby Bradley, two. Jimenez, three. Owen Miller, four. Jose Ramirez, five. Ahmed Rosario, six. You got to add Naylor back at seven, but right now he's not in the 40 man. He's Fran Mill. Fran Mill and Miles Straw, that's nine. Okay, so that puts you at nine of your current position players, okay? And then Gabriel Arias is already on the 40-man, so that's 10. 
You got Nolan Jones already there. That's 11. Right now, Ernie Clements, right? You got to keep him on the 40. Yeah, he, yeah I guess. He's a, yeah. He's a, yeah, yeah. I, I got to keep Ernie. Yeah. That's yeah, 12. Yeah. What about you, Chang? Not a lock. You said locks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do you, He's 26. Do you, do you, 25. He was born on uh, in 1990, August of 95. So that would make him 26. 26. But I think that he's done enough to where right now you're. He'll get a spot. Yes. He will get he a spot. He can play multiple okay. positions. He's hit the ball pretty hard the second half. All right. What about Harold? Not a lock, but I mean, I guess. Not a lock. You have to have so some. You have to field a team. You can't just. That's true. I mean, and, and it's not like, oh, we're signing two free agent outfielders. Like, unless you make a trade. You know, I mentioned Whit. Mer- I mentioned Whit Merrifield being a trade candidate week when we had Andre Nod on, because I think the Royals are going to move on from him. He doesn't yeah, make a do lot we of money. Want him now? I wanted him two years ago. Yeah. Now, I mean, sure, I'd love him. But look at his stats. He's like third in the league in hits. He's like first in stolen bases. I mean, he's still pretty good. But you're right. I mean, he's thirty-one, thirty-two. Love um, him, but, but yeah, this is not. This isn't with Merrifield. Well, I don't know. I would take him in two seconds. I, I would. I'd take him. It just depends on what you give. And then you got Zimmer and Harold and, and Mercado to make a decision on. And, uh, you know, I don't think Mercado or – I think they're going to keep Zimmer. I do. I think that they – I've, I've had enough. I've had enough. I have too, but I, I think that he's going to – be a be the extra outfielder. I really do. Well, if he's then then if he's the guy, then Harold's gone. You can't keep them both. You can't keep both. Why would you? Lobster and the crack crab. <laughs> can we have both? That's right. That's right. So then, so then you got a, a, a bunch of guys that you have to add. So Tyler Freeman has to be added. Uh, 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 Brian Lavastida, the catcher at Double A, has still and now he's ready and has to well, be added. He's a tri- he's a he's a Triple A now. He's, he's done a good I'm, job. Yes, they moved him up to AAA, but I'm saying he is, if he's not added, so, so for those What about Oscar really Gonzalez? Yeah, for those who don't understand, there's a, the Rule 5 draft that comes every year. Essentially, you can pick guys off of other teams that are unprotected from the 40-man, but if you take them in the major league phase of the draft, they have to stay on the major league roster for a full year, or you have to return them to the other team if they want them. So... Last year, the Indians took Trevor Steffen off the Yankees, and that's why he was never sent down, and he spent the entire year uh, with the roster. So, Lavastida's got to be added. I mean, that 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 guy would be grabbed in a heartbeat. He might make uh, the team next year. He could say so he has George, a big spring. Valera, what about George Valera? He's your he, he's probably your top out. Probably he's probably your best outfield prospect. I'm I'm in I'm in love. I'm infatuated with him. Like Someone I'm seriously, in the I'm serious. Oh, yeah. are you kidding me? Add him right yes. now, today. So he has, he has to be added. That bat flip, they, man. Oh my gosh, that guy. What about, what about Brian Rocchio? He's got to be added well, too. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So, so these, so, so those guys are all. Then also on the pitching side, Cody Morris must be added. Uh, uh, Pilkington must be added. Um, and then uh, the left-hander, uh, the left-hander that they got from the Padres that they really like, Joey Cantillo, he has to be added. I mean, there's a lot of guys that have to be added. So um, I know, and it, you know, when it comes down to it, you're going to have to make major decisions. Like, here, you know who's a guy who's on the 40-man right now who completely disappeared from the radar? Kyle Nelson. What happened to him? They'll expose him. Doesn't throw, he doesn't throw hard enough. 
Anytime they brought anytime they brought him up, he's he's gotten hit. Bad. He'll get exposed and somebody'll take him. He's a left handed reliever. Somebody would take him. What about what about here? Here's another couple guys. Cam Hill. You know, he was he was he he was up last year, was supposed to be kind of the new hotness for the bullpen. Yeah, that didn't Struggled last that bit. didn't last long. Doesn't throw he doesn't throw hard enough. Great kid, great kid. Got into the car accident, didn't uh, return this year. So you got, you know, he, he's a potential guy you may be looking at. And then Scott Moss, been on the been on the forty minute. He's been hurt. He's been hurt for two years. That's the problem. Yeah, but that's a guy that you. But you like you know, his it's stuff. Still a left-handed starting pitcher, and you always can, you can never have too many starting pitchers. Yeah, you're rolling with so, this, yeah. man. You're doing a great job on this. You're like, well, I'll tell you who else has to be at it. Your boy, Richie Palacios. There you go. King Richard. He's got a, <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's another guy you got to keep, right? Yeah, we're right. Lo- we're loaded. We're, wow, we actually have positional prospects. How about this? Well, we've been waiting for years, but it's always been the low minors is where well, our, yeah, our, these definitely. guys have finally moved up. You know, yes. they've finally gotten that chance. Let's talk Will Benson. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with exposing him. Yeah. He's another guy they, that that has to be that, that is on the. They've waited the a long time. He he has his moments, but I just don't think it's there. I don't think he's a major leaguer. There there are two guys, him and Stephen Kwan. They're both they both need to be you know they can both be exposed. But I don't. I feel like Stephen Kwan. Stephen Kwan feels like Kai Tom. Kai Tom. I was gonna say. <laughs> but he's but he's hit. He's had a great year this year, Kwan. Like he's hitting like three fifty something. I think killing it and yeah. with that upside and the fact that he's an outfielder and we have so many bad outfielders maybe that's a guy you gotta add to I, know. I, I don't know i love this nerd shit man hit Ooh. the quan deep prospect talk <laughs> this is this is over the top i feel like i gotta take a shower right now oh, mercy. oh here i got i got another question uh, for you yeah no, another topic has anthony ghost locked himself up a job for 2022 I think so. Just ask, just ask Zach Meisel. He's like president of the Ghost Fan Club. The dude's a weird dude, but like, hey, throwing 100 from the left side, and then the other night, was it against the White Sox when he came in and was mixing in some breaking stuff and looked good? I think there's going to be some times where he walks the ballpark, but they've worked with him this long to just give up after they created this robot. You know, it's like they put the parts together. He's been in the system a few years now. Converted from outfield, I think they're holding on to him, and I think he's going to be a part of the mix next year. I think he's got to be right. I mean, yeah. like, like you said, to your point, two two and a half years they have put in working on him and giving him all the tools to succeed, and and you know, the pitching factory, and and how often do you find a guy throwing that hard from the left side? I mean, really, it, it's it, if he can, if they can get another offseason where he can really fine tune that second pitch to go with that fastball that he has command of, he might really have something there. Yeah. So I, no, I think I, I think I, I think they like. They expo- I can't see how they expose him and, and and let him walk after all the. I mean, someone will grab him in two seconds if they yes, let him go. Yes, I agree. I agree. And you look at next year's bullpen and you say, all right, well, Brian Shaw's gonna be a free agent, but I definitely think he'll be back. Uh, and, and while fans have their Shaw issues and every summer we go, oh, God, get him out of here. 
Meantime, yesterday, pitched the eighth in a three-run game. I mean, he's... Every damn day, baby. You know, I mean, obviously, Class A, you know, it appears that 99 is 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 working some kinks out in Columbus. Now, again, that's a different level. I mean, that's such a lower level. The, 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 the gap between AAA and the majors right now has never been wider. But he's somebody that has got to be in the mix for next year. Of course, you're not giving up on a young arm like that. Um, nope. And Sam, so Sam Hentges, Sam Hentges out of options. Right. Stefan would be a bullpen Steph, guy. Stefan is, oh, is yeah. in, um, you know, what about I mean, Justin Garza? Well, I mean, look, you're going to have to round out the pen with some guys and a few ham and eggers, but, but those type of guys we seem to find we work with and, and, you know, it's not like they're going to go out and spend money on a, free agent reliever, you know, Kendall Graveman coming well, here. No, they'll, never, they'll never do that. Right, I mean, that's yeah, not happening. We also forget, I forget this all the time, Nick Sandlin would probably be pitching the eighth inning every single time with a lead had he not gotten hurt. He was great this year, and right. he's got a bright future in the back For sure. of that. Pen. So there's there's plenty of options, plenty of options there. But uh, I like ghosts. I like what I'm seeing, and um, why not give him a chance? So I think I'm with you on that. I think he'll be. I think he'll be around. Uh, to quote the great George Costanza, "I'm down. Mark me down." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So uh, next week at this time, like I, I'm going to be in my in, in my in my just pure depression. You know, and I'll, I might watch the AL wild card game, but I don't. oh, for sure, if it's Yankees and if it's if it's two of those AL East teams like Yankees, Red Sox, or Red Sox. Blue Jays or something, you'll watch for I'll, sure. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I the, will. The, the Mariners are a bitch. They are playing. Do you believe that? I don't know what that, that is. Scott from? Service must be a miracle worker because he's got that pen. You know, they traded Graveman. It looked like it was over. It looked like the Mariners were going to have a mutiny. And that pen is locked down. And, you know, Hanager last night hits two homers. Like, Ty France is a thing. They play hard. Jake man. Bowers, baby. He's going to yeah. be good. He could be playing October baseball. <laughs> Come on. Your boy. Oh, no, my God. But you gosh. know what, though? Here's the most amazing stat of them all. Did you know that they are 87 and 70, and their run differential is minus 52? Yeah, that's nuts. They're a minus when they 52. Lo- yeah, when they lose, they get destroyed. Wait, that, a- that is so unbelievable. It is. They're 17 games over. Here. Did you know the unnamed team is six games under 500 and they're minus 53? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's an incredible stat. So they, it's very impressive. I got to get, I got to give them credit. I really do. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. Uh, all right. So tonight, uh, Aaron Savali against Brady Singer. Uh, Wednesday night, Zach Plesak against Daniel Lynch. Thursday, Shane Bieber pitching for one last time. Good to see him back last week. Um, yeah. Royals have not announced their starter yet for that game. And then over the weekend, they go to Texas to play a very bad Rangers team. Eli Morgan Friday against Jordan Lyles. Uh, Saturday, Tristan McKenzie against Spencer Howard. No relation to Spencer Barnes, by the way. Does Spencer Howard have a file of facts, you think? <laughs> and dogs uh, for tennis. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Cal Quantrill against Dane Dunning on Sunday, and then this at three oh five, and then the season is over. How would you, I, I mean? Up. I mean, we'll do yeah. a season recap next week, but like, I don't know. This season's been weird. I, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, not, I'm not even that mad. I'm not even that mad about not being in it, but like about not being in the tournament next week, but. 
I don't know. I don't know why I'm usually am angry, but I'm not. I don't know why. Maybe it's because all the injuries. Well, that and we've been out of it for so long, so it's sunk in by now. Like, it was worse. What was the year? It was the year the the, the Nationals won. So it's 2019 when we basically down the stretch, we were there, we were there, we were there. And then we went to remember it was the last weekend of the season and we had to either take two or three or beat the nationals and they swept us and they just, Oh, that was, that was so ugly. Yeah. I was pissed about that, but you know, this season was a lot. It was all about learning about the kids and development, especially once the big three starters got hurt. And, uh, yeah, we got the name change coming bright future ahead. So I'm not, I'm not all that uh, upset. I, I will say this one, one last thing. You know, I was looking at the Royals and they don't have a starter for Thursday. And for some reason it brought me back to when I covered the Royals in the summer of 97 for Fox four. And I used to go into the locker room, and you know, hold the microphone and ask questions. And Kevin Apier was one of the biggest pricks on the planet. <laughs> Good old number 55. Guy was such an asshole. Yeah, he was one of these guys who used to walk around totally naked oh, yeah. just to just to piss off the media. Like he you can't you can't do that anymore. Well, it's because there's women in there, right? Well, that that in 1997 there were. Yeah. I don't I don't remember ever seeing a woman in the locker room. I mean, but but yeah, it, it was ridiculous. He just walked around naked and he'd yell at people and he'd act like a dick and he, you know, it, guy was the worst. It also reminded me that that summer, the manager of the Royals was Bob Boone, and the Royals had lost like 15 in a row, and I had to go every night, and I was going to these games, and these guys didn't want to talk. The only two guys that ever talked were Johnny Damon and Bip Roberts, and Johnny Damon couldn't put a sentence together. He was so dumb at the time. Like, he literally <laughs> couldn't. He literally, I, I wish I could. I mean, I have this, like, VCR tape of, like, my work. I wish I could go back and watch it because I remember – interviewing him and he was he couldn't put a sentence together but bip was the best guy was super awesome and then that summer he was traded to the indians but bob boone was such a dick and then he got fired and everybody like i was terrified of him we used to have to go into that room yeah where he'd give the press conference and and i would ask him a question and he looked at me and we just with such anger and then he got fired and they replaced him with tony muser who was the single nicest human being I'd ever been a part of. So I'd never been around at the time. So it was the, the, that and uh, Shane Halter, the hottest girlfriend I've ever seen in my life. Those are, that was my, those are my takeaways for my summer covering the Royals. Wow. That's good stuff. Where'd you intern Where again? Well, Pitsley. I, I was also at Jim Pitsley's major league, uh, first major league win. I do remember <laughs> that. Where, I don't even know where this is going. This is crazy. I don't either. It's just, I was looking at the Royals and it brought me back to when I covered them. Wow. That was some good shit. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll recap the last week and uh, we'll put a bow on this one. Now, don't you hate when we... <laughs> Oh, man. Book it. Book it. We'll do that. Uh, we'll do that next week. All right. We're brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry and BreakingTea.com. Go to BreakingTea.com slash dairy. Get all your tribe. Browns. Hey, Cavs Media Day yesterday. Get yourself a Sexland T-shirt. BreakingT.com slash dairy takes you right to the Cleveland collection. Hey, I heard I heard they have a uh, uh, a new shirt coming out uh, for Dean Wade and uh, uh, 
and Mitch Ballock, <laughs> the pride of the pride of the state of Kansas, baby. I looked at that roster yesterday. If that team wins twenty two games, I'd be stunned. It'd be, stunned. it'd be an improvement from last year. So I don't know. All right, uh, Dairy Brothers Tribecast for another week. The final week of the season. We'll talk to you again next week to kind of wrap up the entire season. We are out of room and out of here. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 